Well, good morning. And it's, it's great to be here this morning. I'm super excited to be able to be here, to be able to be before you today. Um, I, I want to be able to share my heart with you guys and my, uh, my, my hope and my dreams for students. Um, I think the best way for me to kind of introduce myself is just to be able to share my testimony with you guys. I believe that there is power in that. Um, so for me, it really started when I was uh, a really young kid. Um, my dad would be a guest preacher here and there um, whenever a pastor was sick or out of town or whatever it was. Um, and he would come in and he would preach. And as a family, we would always go with him. But whenever he would speak on Sundays and what he did every other day of the week was completely different. Um, so from a very young age, I was like, man, if, if that's what God is, then that's not what I want. Um, but God was still working within that that I just didn't see. A couple years later, my parents got a divorce, um, and it was right before my fifth grade year. I ended up moving down to Glenville, Georgia, uh, where I spent uh, from fifth grade till I graduated high school down there. Um, and I just started going to school, wasn't really going to church, really that wasn't really something that was on my radar. Um, but I had a great group of friends, great group of guys that I started just hanging out with. Um, and they kept inviting me to go to church with them over and over and over and over again. And I kept saying no. I was like, no, that's, that's not for me. That's not what I would like to do on my Wednesday night and my Sunday. It's not going to happen. Uh, they kept asking me for three years. Um, and then I finally said yes, beginning of my eighth grade year. Uh, went with them on a, on a Wednesday night. Uh, they said, it's going to be fun. It's going to hang out. I'm like, church isn't supposed to be fun. What are you guys talking about? Uh, but I went on a Wednesday night, and I had a lot of fun. I met a lot of amazing people and some amazing leaders, adult leaders that were there. One of those adult leaders just happened to be one of my teachers that year. And I happened to be in that small group with that teacher and I heard that teacher talking and teaching us and then I saw that what she was talking about what she was teaching actually put into practice when I saw them at school and I was like man what why is this different um, so I started coming back a little bit more started asking some questions trying to figure out what's the difference in this versus what I have seen previously and the Lord just started to stir in my heart to ask questions and to dive deeper um, so that's exactly what I did. I started asking questions, trying to figure out what the difference was. And it came down to one word, and that word was relationship. The difference in a relationship with Jesus and not a relationship with Jesus. It's like, what does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus? Is what just kept coming up. So I started asking these questions, started to f try and figure that out. Um, and then about October of my eighth grade year, I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. Um, I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know what that was going to look like, uh, but I was excited about it. Um, so I started trying to dig deeper, and I read all these books, but uh, what I forgot to do was actually read the Word of God. Um, so that, that summer, I got to go to a camp, and met a lot of amazing people. One of the camp counselors is actually still a really close friend of mine today, somebody that I go to whenever I need advice or input on something. And um, one thing that he kept talking about is, man, you got to be in the Word daily. you got to be having a daily quiet time. And I was like, what in the world are you talking about? Like, how does this work? Um, so one day after one of our small group sessions, I, I asked him that, and he just sat me down and walked me through what it looked like to be in the Word and why it mattered to be in the Word. If we want to know God, we have to read His Word. Um, he lays out exactly who He is in His Word, and 
we have to be reading his word daily to know our king. Um, so that next year, I, I kind of started trying to do that. Wasn't very consistent about it, you know, like once a week, sometimes once a month. Um, but I was starting to get into the word. Um, and then during my freshman year, I started to get involved in a Bible study um, where I met this amazing guy. Um, some of you may be familiar with him. He just won back-to-back national championships with the University of Georgia. Uh, but Stetson Bennett became a really close friend of mine. And one thing that, uh, one thing, big thing that I learned from him is, man, we have to teach the gospel to ourselves every single day. Yes, we are flawed human beings, but the blood of Jesus is greater than that. Um, and at that moment, when I understood that, when I learned that from him, um, that's when my Bible reading became way more consistent than it used to be, and I really started to grow in my walk. I was super excited about it. I was super excited about going back to camp and having these conversations about what God did that past year. Um, so the next couple of years, I was able to start kind of growing and sharing my faith a little bit more with people. Um, and then between my sophomore and junior year at that same camp, really felt the Lord calling me to ministry. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that looked like. Um, but because of that experience that I had when I was a kid, I was like, that, that's not for me, God. I don't know what you're thinking, but uh, I have this plan for myself, and this is the plan I'm going to go with. Um, and I, I stayed like that for, for a couple of years, um, started kind of running from God a little bit, saying, no, this, that's not for me. This is what I want to do. I want to be a coach, and it's going to be great. Um, and then between my junior and senior, no, yeah, between my f- senior year and my freshman year of college, one of my, uh, that same camp counselor that had been a huge impact in my life and in my spiritual walk, um, he basically just sat me down and he said, hey, listen, I know you're running from God. I know that God is calling you to something that's greater than what your plan is. Your plan at its absolute best can't compare to what God has in store for you. So stop running and say yes to what God has. And that's kind of the moment that I said, okay, you, you, you're calling me to ministry. I don't know what this is going to look like, but I'm saying yes. Um, and then I ended up going to Kennesaw State uh, up in Kennesaw, just north of Atlanta, and started just trying to find a church there. I found a great church there and went to the college pastor at the time, and, he's, and I basically told him my heart for being able to serve. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know that it was going to be students yet. Um, and he offered me that opportunity to be able to serve in the middle school and high school ministry there. Um, so I started doing that, and very quickly the Lord really placed on my heart a, a desire to be able to love and lead students to Jesus. Um, and I haven't looked back since then. I spent several years interning under them. Uh, and then it came to a point uh, about March of last year that I could feel uh, the Lord was starting to say, hey, there's somewhere else that I want you to be. And it's not here where you want to be. I was like, okay, where is that? Um, and after several months of continual prayer and continuing to seek the Lord, I found that uh, I got a call from somebody at Glenville First Baptist saying, hey, we're kind of in this transition stage where we don't have a senior pastor. We don't have a student pastor. We would love for you to come in and just be able to serve and lead our, our young men here at the church. Um, and after spending a couple days in prayer, it was obvious that's where the Lord wanted me. So I packed up that weekend, and I drove down to Glenville, and I was super excited about it. 
And I was able to start leading and loving those students down there, uh, continuing to apply for full-time positions, not sure where the Lord was leading at that moment, but I was, I was just trying to be uh, an obedient servant of King Jesus. Uh, I was able to serve and love those students for the past six or so months, uh, being able to start a really good discipleship group of guys that continues to grow, um, being able to watch and those students get a hold of the word and dive deeper into the word has been absolutely incredible. Um, and that has led me to, to here, to being able to um, apply for this position here that you guys have open and just having a desire for students, desire for making the gospel known. Um, and the Lord has really made clear to me that uh, this is where he is calling me to be. Um, so I'm super excited to be able to dive into the Word of God with you today. Uh, we're spending most of our time in 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21. This is what the Word of God says. From now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we no longer do. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I mean, I, I love this passage. I think it doesn't just apply to students, uh, which is where my heart is, but I think it applies to all believers. Uh, I think the most important part about this is, man, we first have to have that relationship with the Lord for this to apply. That's where it starts. It starts at the cross. It starts with Jesus taking our sin on himself so that we can be, as it says, we can be reconciled to a holy God. God cannot be where sin is. So he took sin on himself so that he could have relationship with us. Man, that's, that's where we have to start. Man, if we, if we don't know the gospel, that's where it starts. We have to begin that first step. We have to start with that one step of obedience, of saying yes to Jesus. Then a lot of times I think we, we just stop there. and We're like, yeah, I'm saved. Cool. But that, that's not where God wants to leave us. He wants to continue to reconcile us to himself. He wants to, us to continue to grow in relationship with him. Um, we have to continue to, this is not a one time done, you're reconciled and it's over. Man, it goes back to, we have to teach the gospel to ourselves every single day. We have to every day work to be reconciled with our father. We have to daily work at taking that sin that's in our life and removing it. And not just removing it with another sin or another hobby, but we have to remove the sin and fill it with Jesus. Um, it's why we have to be studying the word. We have to be spending time in prayer with the Father. We can't fight our sin on our own. We're going to fail every single time that we try to fight sin on our own. We're not strong enough, but we don't have to be. 
because the blood of Jesus covers that. The Holy Spirit in us allows us to fight and have freedom from sin. We can't do it on our own, and if we try, we will fail. And sin and temptation is going to come, and we have to be prepared for when it does. And we do that by being in the Word. We do that by spending time with the Father every single day. Uh, and continuing to grow in our relationship with the King. And as we continue to grow, people will see this change. People will see this, this different us. They won't see the old us. They will see the new creation. And that's going to lead us to a lot of opportunities to be able to say, hey, l- let me tell you about this guy named Jesus. And our, our testimony and our story of what Jesus has done, what Jesus is doing, and what we know he is going to do has so much power. There's going to be a, a, a lot of times where, where people see that and they're going to they're gonna want to know, like, why is this person acting different? Because they are. They will act different if we are continuing to be in the Word, continuing to grow in our walk with Christ. And that's going to have a lot of opportunities to be able to share our testimony, be able to point to the Word of God, be able to point to Jesus on the cross, be able to share who Jesus is with those people. It's not often a comfortable conversation to have because the gospel is, for most people, very offensive because it says that you are a failure, that I'm a failure, that we are sinful, that we are broken people. But that is who we are. But that's okay because we have an amazing God who sent his son to die on the cross that we can be, as as this passage says, that we can be reconciled to him. And then in verse 20, it says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. I mean, that's, God is calling us to share the gospel. Uh, in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it's, it's the Great Commission. Jesus has died on the cross. He's risen again. He leaves his disciples with, with the statement. He says, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything that I have taught you. It's not a suggestion. This is a command of God. We have to be actively looking for opportunities to share the gospel. And like I said just a second ago, it is offensive. It is difficult for so many people to hear that they are a broken, sinful person but we can't just leave them there. We have to remind them that, man, there is an amazing, loving, caring God that desires a relationship with each and every one of us, and we just have to dive into that. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, but it's going to be worth it. I mean, I think these are huge parts of just all Christians' lives, but especially when it comes to, to teaching and preparing students I believe that students have one of the biggest and best mission fields there are with their schools. And they're surrounded by so many people every single day who don't know who Jesus is. And my heart and my desire is to be able to train and equip them to be able to then go share their faith, be able to be growing in their walk with Jesus so that people see that difference, be able to see that light. And then they have opportunities to share their faith, have opportunities to be able to open up the word and talk to their friends who don't have a relationship with Jesus and tell them who Jesus is and give them that opportunity to be able to 
then start pursuing Jesus. I don't want to just equip students to share the gospel. I want to equip students to then teach and train others how to pursue Jesus. It's great when you know, a student pastor has the opportunity to be able to go into a school and be able to hang out and talk with students, be able to teach students. But it means so much more when students are able to go and share the gospel with their friends. So much more when the students are able to then go and continue to teach and train people how to follow after Jesus. This is not an easy task at all. This is a very difficult task. And man, we can't do it apart from the Holy Spirit, which is why we always have to go back to that first thing. And we have to know our Lord and Savior. We have to be growing in our Lord and Savior to then be able to go and share the gospel with others. I think this is where it all starts. And from there, it kind of can, it'll grow and it will continue to, uh, it can blow up and completely change not just a community or not just a school, but an entire generation. Uh, And that is my hope, that is my prayer, is that students will get a hold of the gospel and can't help but share what God is doing in their life, what God has done in their life. Um, And that the, the gospel will just be made known through that. I hope that today has been able to like show you my heart, show you my desire, show you my my want of being able to make the word of God known um, with not just students, um, but especially with students. Um, Again, it's just been an honor and a privilege to be here today. Um, I'd like to Go to the Father in prayer. Pray with me. Father God, just thank you for thank you for your word. Thank you for the scriptures to be able to read and learn and know you. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross so that we can then have relationship with you through his blood. This is not something you had to do, but something you freely did because of your love for us. Father, if there's anybody in this room that doesn't have a relationship with you, I ask that you would be stirring in their heart to be able to just say, yes, Jesus, I want to follow after you. Father, I'm super excited about what you are doing here at Cedar Street. I can't wait to see what you have in store next um, for me and for this church. Um, I know that you have great things in store. I know you've already been doing great things and continuing to do them. And I just can't wait to see what they are. Just thank you for who you are. I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.